And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome aboard the Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait! What a week for the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers' deal announced on Monday. He meets the media with his press conference on Wednesday and then the NFL draft tonight. Thank you for joining us on the Can't Wait podcast. We're going to break it all down. We'll talk about Rodgers, but of course, we're going to start with the draft. Tim McMaster here along with Zach Rosenblatt and Marissa Morris. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're watching us right now, give us the thumbs up too. And then if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen, uh, give us a five-star review and subscribe there as well. Marissa, Zach, how are you guys doing? Late night. Can't wait. Can't wait after dark. I like <laughs> Can't it. Can't wait after dark. Zach there is in Florham Park, uh, live on the scene. Zach, mm-hmm. how are you? I'm, I'm already exhausted, so it's going to be a long weekend. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean... I we're gonna get into the pick, but I I was uh, not, that's not what I expected to happen. I would say. Yeah, I think I think that's like the, the general vibe around uh, the Jets yeah. fans. Uh, it's, it was like a it was like a old school Jets. Uh, wait, what? Yeah. Reaction. Yeah. How uh, as, as Tim how... as Tim pointed out, this it probably would have been a you know fair or not to will. It probably would have picked that fans uh, booed in the old yeah days. in the Radio City days. Um, we, yeah. we would have heard the boo bars from Jets fans. How far are you? Does it take you to get home from Florham Park, Zach? Without traffic, like 35 minutes, I would say. Right. And there shouldn't be traffic at 11 p.m., I would hope. But you never know right. with this, this city. I've, I've had traffic at weird times leaving this place. Yeah. And, yeah. And getting into uh, to Jersey City yes. also. All right. Let's get to it. Uh, so you can get home, Zach, and the rest of us can get sleep. New set behind me because I uh, didn't want to keep the whole family up. So it moved to, <laughs> moved out of the normal area. and Man, of, man of the people. Yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, all right. The pick. Uh, we teased it a little bit, but if you're listening to this right now at 11.30 or 11.10, I know that you already know who it was as well. Will McDonald, uh, Iowa State, redshirt senior, uh, and here's where it gets kind of weird. Ranked number eight as far as edge rushers on Dane Brugler's rankings on the Beast. Uh, he gave him a second round grade as well, and he goes number 15 to the Jets. A little bit older, um, 24 years old. Never played football until his junior year in high school. So he is, a, as far as so, that goes, late yeah. to the game. Uh, but so first he's team raw, all, but 24, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. First yeah. team all Big 12, three straight years uh, at Iowa State. Um, but the weird thing here is when you look at what the Jets are, are, are doing is we've talked about it, Zach, going into this draft. They were in a position to just take the best player available, right? Just take the best player. Not only by most people's accounts – and obviously they have their own rankings. Um, yeah. But not only did they not go with the general consensus best player available, but they also didn't go to fill a need because you're talking about an edge rusher and the Jets defensive end room right now is Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers, Jermaine Johnson, Bryce Huff, Michael Clemens, and Will McDonald, all these guys. So explain to us what is going on here. So 
I'll, I'll play the devil's advocate to start out. I'll say, I, I think the general consensus, and I think it was the same feeling in the Jets building, is that there wasn't even 15 first-round graded prospects in this draft. So Interesting. T- take take that in your mind. Um, so they get the 15. You know, the Steelers swoop ahead of them at 14. I think maybe they're scrambling a little bit. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in the draft room, but I, I got the sense that they were trying to trade back uh, from 15. <laughs> Uh, weren't able to get anything done because I don't know if there was anybody that anybody was dying to trade up. Or Will Levis has still hasn't been picked, huh? No, Will Levis is still on the board, and okay, we so are I would, at pick twenty six. He's the Aaron so Rodgers of two thousand twenty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. If you had told me that Will Levis was still on the board, I would have thought maybe that would have been someone people wanted to trade up for. But clearly, he's not as valued as I thought. So, um, so I'm guessing they didn't have anything but that Jackson was worth Smith doing. And Jigbo was still on the board. Yeah, that, yeah, that was my next point. Yeah, he's still on the board. He was a very popular guy that the Jets wanted, Jackson Smith. I'm not surprised they picked an edge rusher, but I'm surprised it was this one because this whole offseason, especially since we've known they were going to get Aaron Rodgers, in my head, I'm like, they're, they're, they got to do an all-in thing. It has to be somebody who's going to come in right away and make an immediate impact. I'm not saying Will McDonald won't do that. I think he'll be a sub-package pass rusher kind of thing, but as you just you listed off all these pass rushers, they already have Bryce Huff as a sub-package guy. Jermaine Johnson's going to have to play more. You know, Carl Lawson, they're insistent he's coming back. Still have John Franklin Myers, still have Michael Clemens. I guess they could go inside, but like, there's not a lot. There's only so many snaps you can have, and you want good players to be on the field. Like, if Carl Lawson's having a great game, like, are you going to take him out? Like, so I I didn't get it in the sense that, by all accounts, and I trust Dane's evaluation above almost anybody. Like, it sounds like he's a project, which is fine. Um, you know, I I think drafting good talented pass rushers that have the potential to be star level guys, which it seems like they think he does. That's never a bad thing, but I, I, in terms of like where this pick was, you know, I get not p- drafting for need, but I think there was other players you could have got for pretty good value there. And I don't know, I, I didn't get him as the pick, especially if you know maybe they didn't think he'd be in their second round. If they had him at the top of their board, then you take the guy at the top of your board, obviously. But um, you know, I, it's it's hard not to be befuddled by this pick because you know, like you said, Jackson Smith and the Jigba there, Nolan Smith. I don't even know if he's been picked yet either. Um, so maybe there's something there. Yeah, so there's something there maybe, I guess. But, you know, some defensive tackles. Like Again, I get not picking for me, but I still think there's another way to go here. And I don't know, maybe we'll all be proven wrong and I'll have him playing this year and he'll be a stack artist and, and fans will love him. And they might love him anyway. They should just, like, be annoyed that they picked him at the spot. But if Yeah, that's, it can be Jigba, both things, right? Like, you can be yeah, annoyed if, with if, when they got him and still yeah. like him. If, J, if JSN goes out and becomes a star, it, it's not a direct correlation, but it just makes me think of the Eagles not picking Justin Jefferson and, like, how – I mean, they, they quickly recover from it, obviously, but, like, the kind right. of thing that, like, if a guy's a star that you passed on, it's, it hurts especially. Um, they didn't pick another receiver, so I guess maybe they could say we didn't think we needed a receiver that year, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little – like, I'm not confused at, like, the position or the kind of guy they drafted because he's long, uh, he's very athletic – He's kind of raw, like we mentioned. Like, so there's still like there's like room to mold him into something. But you know, reading Dane's scouting report and just you know asking around about him, like he's not great against the run, so they can't really use him on the on the first couple downs at least right away. And I think he's still developing as like a pass rusher. Like he's still you know he can get stymied by you know NFL caliber offensive linemen who are gonna. He's he's not very big. He's only 239 pounds. I think that's pretty small for a defensive end, especially in a in a four three like this, um, he played some defensive tackle at Iowa State, which is interesting. But he's 
way too small to do that. In the yeah, NFL. 239. It really bulks up. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, even, and then if he bulks up, are you going to lose some of the athleticism? So right. I don't know. It's just, they, they clearly had a, had their board. I, I, I do wonder if they thought they'd be able to get Broderick Jones there. Uh, like well, they I, had I to, like I mean, Broderick Jones, right. Is there at 13. The Steelers like, clearly thought that. Yeah. As, as, as I saw, I think on Twitter, um, when everybody knows what you need, uh, mm-hmm. it becomes a thing where a team is like, we have to get ahead of them. So everybody and their mother knew that the Jets wanted to get an offensive lineman, whether it was two or not, who knows. And but, he was the only one um, left because Darnell Wright went earlier. Yeah, Darnell Wright went earlier than expected. Skronsky went a little further down than I thought, but he got picked before them. Um, and so, yeah, so well, the Steelers jump up, and, and you kind of knew right away, I think, that it was Jones. And, and then, you know, the moment I It's interesting, I knew, a little you know, salt in the wounds there, too, is that it was the Patriots pick. Yeah, the Patriots yeah. traded uh, out. Uh, the Patriots somehow screwed the them as always. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. right. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I, th- I thought it was we because we were wa- we we're watching at Florham Park. They we had the uh, ESPN feed on, and they showed the war room and them all celebrating. And we all beat writers noticed Joe Douglas hugging Aaron White Cotton in particular pretty hard, and he's the defensive line coach. Mm-hmm. They were like, all right, so maybe they got Nolan Smith. Is was like where our head went or, or collegiate Cansey, the defensive tackle for Pittsburgh. I, I didn't have Will McDonald in my mind as like an option in the first round. I, I like, we, I have to write a, like options for the second round. He would have been on the list. Cause I thought, you know, maybe a addresser in the second round, if you get that offensive tackle in the first, um, I, I think I saw Rich Cimini had a, had a stat of 12 of the last 13 drafts for Aaron Rodgers have been defensive players <laughs> in the first round. Um, I, so Salah and Douglas, like, seemingly made a, made it a point to like cite Aaron Rodgers as like a reason why they did this pick, which I thought was interesting. They, it was basically like, we think with Aaron Rodgers, we're going to be having more leads in these games. And so this allows us to just attack the quarterbacks on defense and try to keep this lead. And we're going to rotate. They love rotating defensive ends, even though Jets fans hate it. They love doing it. They're going to do it more now, maybe. Um, you know, I'm sure you have some questions about this kind of stuff, but I, I do, I don't, I still don't think they're going to get rid of Carl Lawson, but like, you know, there's there's some legs there maybe if if they wanted to now because you have so many defensive ends. And Jermaine Johnson, they just traded up to get in the first round last year. And I mentioned this earlier, like they need to play him if they or they already get unless they already gave up on him, which I don't think they did. Like you gotta if you trade right. up for a guy in the first round, you gotta play him by a second year. Well, and you mentioned Huff, which this it almost feels like this is like the new Bryce Huff. So maybe yeah, that totally. means this is the final year of Bryce Huff, right? Like um, considering where he was drafted and suddenly, you know, he's going to make more money next year, um, when he goes that way. So, so maybe that's on it too, but, but thinking about 2024 doesn't make any sense for this franchise. right? Yeah, now. that was right. I guess unless you believe the idea that Rogers is planning on playing for two years and then they're, they're viewing this as like a two year thing and they're going to make all their decisions based on that. But if they don't make the playoffs this year, then some people might get fired. So. Um, and then it's it was not just a very interesting thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's so so luxury pick for a Jets team that hasn't made the playoff in 12 years is is not what I expected today. Um, again, like I've, I've been saying this in all my stories I've written since in the last couple of months. Like Joe Douglas, if there's if there's a pass rusher on the board that he thinks can be an impactful pass rusher, he's going to take him. I've I've always believed go. that. So that's why Nolan Smith was intriguing to me. Um, but yeah, I I don't think I saw anybody projecting Will McDonald as a first round pick. I I can't remember. And um, Tom Pelissar does like a Tom Pelissar does like a list of like guys that could sneak in 
Every year, I, I don't think McDonald was on that, but I can't remember. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. So I was I was watching the athletics um, live stream coverage. Hopefully some people yeah. out there watch that, too, mm-hmm. um, with Dane on there, obviously, and Nate Tice uh, and Robert. And Dane had him 46th on his overall list. So when you think about that number, you're like, oh, well, then he maybe he would have been there in the second round. Um, Nate said that he considered him more of a potential late first round pick early second. Mm. But but admitted that 15 was was high <laughs> look I, I i i what i'll say is and again like i don't like the pick i don't get it but i always go back to whenever so it seems like somebody was picked too early like if you're the gm you're you're not reading all these maybe you are but you're not you're not basing your rankings off dame brewer you're not basing it you don't off think, you don't think joe here. downloaded the beast this morning <laughs> i mean i that's what i would do that's what i would do <laughs> but so so my point being like if if they believe that Will McDonald is a star, then okay, it make like that's justifiable. Whether everyone else agrees with them is another story, and whether that's going to pan out is another story. And whether they needed to draft a project edge rusher in, in a year they're trying to win the Super Bowl, I, I don't know. It felt like a very pick, like Howie Roseman would make right now when the Eagles have a Super Bowl roster on like locked in, and you could do like those luxuries. I, I just they need to get to the playoffs, like play. right. So. I don't know. I, I and I so I, my 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 feeling is you can't especially this year you can't draft a guy this year unless you plan on playing him a lot. So maybe I'm um right. maybe he'll be more than a sub package guy or they have big plans for him or maybe they're going to be creative with the way they use him and maybe they start doing you know maybe he starts standing up as an outside linebacker sometimes or something like that. But um, short of like some creativity, I, I just don't see how he fits into this defensive end rotation. Like you mentioned, Bryce Huff, like. I mean, he was as productive as anybody when he was in the games last year. You can't really be much better than he was as like that role. Um, they just they re-upped him on a second-year tender for four million, which is not nothing. That's well above the minimum. Like that's you're paying that guy to play, so you have to play Bryce Huff at four million dollars. I would think you're not just going to cut him. You would lose all that money. I, I mean, unless they wanted to trade him, I guess. But so I, I just I don't know. I'm curious to see what their defensive line looks like. I I think one possibility to think about is that they move JFM and or Michael Clemens to like permanent defensive tackle. And, and then it would make more sense why they haven't gone all out for, for defensive tackles this offseason because those guys can play inside. So you shuffle JFM inside, maybe you're starting Jermaine Johnson and you're shuffling in Will McDonald with Jermaine Johnson kind of thing. Like I could see that playing out. That kind of makes some logical sense, I suppose. Like th- this is a deep, talented defensive end and defensive line. And that shouldn't be lost right. on this. Like adding him, like they've, 
maybe the deepest group of defensive ends in the NFL. Um, and for a while, the Jets didn't have great pass rushers. So that's, that's a positive, but I, just in terms of where it was, we'll keep going back to that. Like value in terms of position, sure, but value in terms of player, I'm not so sure. Obviously, the team uh, selling it and you know talking to the media afterwards. Uh, Robert Sala saying he's going to be special. Uh, Joe Douglas said we feel like he's one of the most dynamic pass rushers in this draft. Well, I would that's kind of obvious. I would hope so if you're taking him number 15. Uh, McDonald's quotes were good too. I thought. Um, yeah. Asked about his ceiling, right? And he said, I'm going to try to get to the Hall of Fame. Uh, there was obviously yeah. some jokes about the Jets playing in the Hall of Fame game this season with that. But uh, And then <laughs> oh, he also said, good, yeah. I also, he also said, I love hitting people, which is just the type of yeah, quote that a fan loves to hear, right? Well, I, like, I'll, I'll be fair. Draft I should say, I, I, I know what to ask at these things in terms of what fans are going to like. So I should say I have a habit of like setting up things like that. So I, I, I asked, you know, Robert Sala is always talking about how he wants players to play with violence. I'm like, does that fit what you want to do? So obviously a defensive end who hits the quarterback is going to say a good answer there. So gave him a little social media bump. But by the way, uh, the, the Oklahoma offensive lineman, Anton Harrison, was just drafted by the Jaguars. So that's one more offensive tackle they won't be able to get tomorrow, uh, which is notable. And yeah, and that feels like still... a reach. I mean, yeah, I don't think he know. was viewed by most people as a first rounder. But right. the Jaguars have traded back, I think, twice tonight. So... Oh wow! So they got value. Yeah. So they yeah. so they did what the, they did kind of what the Jets should have done basically. Yeah, I believe this is their, their second time trading back tonight. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, if they you think about that, if the uh, Jets the Jets right. had traded back to this position, gotten more draft capital, and that, and, and that, as of now, the, as of now, the Jets only have four of their draft picks. So right, like right. that's not very much, and now they have needs. They haven't addressed any of their needs yet. So. All right, so let's talk about that before we move on to Rodgers uh, quickly. Day two, you got to write up a story about, um, you know, who could be there um, at this point. Who are we looking? I mean, there's still the players who you had mocked there, right? Tipman, still a very good possibility. Yeah. Yeah, there's centers there. You know, I think, I don't think the, we had, we had an episode yet when McGovern's contract came out that I reported, right? We, I think we yeah, mentioned it on Monday. Monday, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, uh, maybe we yes, did. I McGovern's back, right. Yeah, we, we but anyway, point being like... We, text, we texted about it. I See, we I can't remember it. what we actually have on the pod <laughs> and what we just texted no. about. Maybe we yeah. should just publish well, our so, texts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Well, uh, maybe not all of them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so he signed, the contract he signed was valued at $1.9 million for the year. So that's like backup money, essentially, which blew my mind, uh, which is what we were texting about. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so the possibility of center, definitely there. Um, you know, if they either are confident in Mekhi Becton or want to move Bayer Tucker to right tackle, you could draft a guard, draft a tackle. Yeah, I mean, Anton Harrison going off the board, uh, I would have I would have thought he would be a possibility. Um, trying to think of uh, – there's still some receivers that are interesting. Um, Dewan Jones from Ohio State is a tackle that I think was valued there. Wide receiver wise, let's see. Still Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, he's explosive. Josh Downs from North Carolina, kind of a slot receiver type. Cedric Tillman, Tennessee, he's like a little bigger outside guy. Uh, I think some of these tight ends that fans liked are still there too. Yeah, Luke Musgrave. Oh, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. I don't Michael think Michael Mayer's still available. Yeah. Yeah, so they could still. Add, I think the goal should be to add something on offense, whether that's offensive lineman or a receiver, a tight end. Like I would think that'd be next, but. 
if Joe Douglas is sticking to that, you know, he had a quote. <coughs> Sorry, I have a cough right now. Uh, it's the draft. He had a quote sickness, in his post. It's okay. The yeah. draft cold. He had a he had a quote in his post game, uh, post game post draft uh, press conference, and I I asked him, "Do you guys feel like you need to get an offensive lineman now?" And he said, "I'm never going to reach for a need." Essentially, is what he said. So, which fans didn't really love because they reached for because they reached for a not but, need. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's just something to keep in mind. Like, they're going to, whoever they have the highest on the board, I think tomorrow would be a prime opportunity to trade back because there's always a bunch of guys in the second round that you can feel good about. So if I was them, I think that's the spot because you don't have a third-round pick. So either you add a third or whatever it is. But they only have four picks, one in, one in the second, none in the third, one in the fourth, two in the fifth. So uh, a lot of space there to, to add some more picks. All right, before we talk about Rodgers, comment on this marissa because it's been in the chat yes so lots of i love the the, the from Maryland. taylor delgado says has marissa <laughs> talked about a terp going in the first round yeah so right before we started um uh the giants selected deontay banks from you know the greatest school in the country university of maryland <laughs> <Our house. laughs> happy to have a, another uh terp in the d uh, in the new york tri-state area um but yeah, I think it's a great pick by the Giants. I mean, I know this is a Jets pod, so I know Jets fans don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, apparently the they did want to hear it, though. So, you know, we're... Uh, we're... Yeah, yeah. Love all love any Terps getting selected, especially um, in this area. So um, wish him the best of luck. And obviously going in the first round is absolutely incredible. So I feel like that's my favorite part of tonight and all weekend is like just seeing like the reactions from families and you know, mm. these guys have worked their whole life for this. Um, and totally, yeah. I love, I love stuff like that. Like, you know, obviously, you know, we're going to like criticize or critique all these picks and that's like the role in the media of, you know, what we're, we're we do. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I think it doesn't get lost on the fact that, you know, this is such a big moment for all of these players, wherever they end up going. So it's cool, cool to see and a cool reminder every year for sure. I, I should say quick, quick like add on to that. So Bijan Robinson is from Tucson, Arizona, which is where Arizona is. They never had a shot at him. He's like a five star kid. He was from the second he like was born. Um, but I like I interviewed him for my la- at my the newspaper I worked at, Arizona Daily Star, when he was, I think he was like a freshman going into his sophomore year. He was already like a star. I like did a story mm-hmm. on him back, and even back then it was just like there's some some players you meet and they just have like an aura of somebody. Like you're just like oh totally, and he's he gonna make the NFL. So cool. Yeah, he's so I mean, nice. He's so like laid back. Like I, I one of my old coworkers, um, I know because he's been covering him since he was in high school. He was telling he wrote something uh, the other day about how when my friend's like father had passed away, Bijan like called him and like said a prayer over the phone, like like a personal wow. call. So like it, so seeing so, it makes me feel old seeing a guy that I <laughs> I, I like knew when he was a yeah. freshman in high school be in the NFL now. But it, it is like seeing him and seeing the smile on his face and. You, you know, I know a running back, and it's it's easy to make fun of a running back going top ten. But, but Marissa's right. Zach, I covered about, like these moments. I covered yeah. Chad Henney when he was a freshman in high school. So you want to feel like <laughs> he just he just retired he's after still, a long. Yeah, he just retired. NFL yeah, there you career. go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just won the super. Just won a second Super Bowl. Yeah. But you're still going. But you're still going, Tim. You're still going. Uh, see, yeah. see if you're not a pro athlete, much longer career. <laughs> um, uh, highlight highlight maybe the draft for the Jets. 
And I want to give a shout out to Kyle Stickles, uh, who made the pick yes, for the absolutely. Jets. Uh, make a wish, bone cancer survivor, 13 years old, just completely brought the energy. Um, brought maybe more energy than Patrick Mahomes did at the beginning of the draft, which is which is saying something. And they, yeah, and he got a tweet. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was really cool. Gave the Jets 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 in the pick. So um, nice job by Kyle Stickles. All right. Um, <laughs> if you're confused about the draft pick tonight, let's let's take a break and look back on the rest of the week, which was a lot more yeah, of a high I note. I feel like that's like dampened, right? Like people aren't as like upset because of there wasn't as much excitement. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. week has been so high for Jets fans that it's like, you know, now it's just more level <laughs> playing field versus like, you know, not feeling great about themselves. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, obviously we covered the actual official movement on Monday with the podcast, but we have not spoken since Aaron Rodgers uh, spoke on Wednesday. Um, so let's talk a bit, little bit about that, Zach. There was so much talk about, you know, can he handle the big market and all those kinds of things? And we're not really going to know that until they lose two games in a row and he has to answer for it or, he, you know, he has a bad game, that kind of things. But I will say as far as like, coming in and putting on the show and doing all the right things like he nailed it on Wednesday um, from start to finish. Um, so let's talk a little bit about it from the quotes like that Super Bowl three trophies looking kind of lonely out there like that sort of thing. He just hit all the notes that that fans wanted to hear. Um, and I'll say this like I commented to you guys like that was kind of a short press conference. I think it was like 20 minutes. It was five or six questions. Yeah. Said all the right things. They made sure, you know, it was like all the questions you knew were coming got in there, including your question about yeah. the New York media, which he he answered well, like saying I was from a small market and, you know, it's always wanted to live in a big city and all that. Little stuff. kid, big city. Um, but yeah. then, yeah, but he continued. He talked to to the beat writers after the presser and you were yeah. impressed, right? 
look, I, I was for sure. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't have been surprised because everything I'd heard was just that I, like him or love him or hate him. Like he's going to answer every question. He's going to answer it very long and thoughtfully. So right now, he's which is why there was only like five questions in the press conference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and those settings are always built to be, you know, kind of like, like a celebration more than a hard hitting journalistic endeavor. Um, fair or not. You know, I, I went on, uh, I went on NBC news or whatever. Again, it's not a humble brag, but they, they, uh, <laughs> I, was, I didn't, I knew that was going to happen. Um, and like one of the first questions they were, they were like, well, first they said that the jets like rejected their request to like have a seat in the press conference, which I imagine was because they didn't want these news programs to come in and ask Aaron the, the, like the hard questions about the vaccine and stuff. And I, and they asked me about how there, so it wasn't, it was just football questions, huh? I was like, yeah, I mean, that's not really setting for, it. I think when those questions will start coming is when we get Aaron at like his locker and at like the weekly press conferences and then maybe it'll get a little more, you know, tete-a-tete, like, you know, going at each other or whatever. But I, I don't know. I, I've been saying this cause I've been asked the question a million times. How is Rogers going to handle the New York media? That's why I asked that. I've been on all these damn radio shows where that's a question I get a hundred percent of the time to the point where I'm just like tired of answering it, frankly. Um, and my whole thing is, you know, if, if they're winning, the reality is it's, it's not going to be as bad as everybody thinks. And if they're losing, it's, it's going to be a disaster anyway, because if this team's losing with everything they've done, it's not season, they're in trouble. So, um, yeah, so I, I, uh, I was impressed with him. He, he, you know, I, th- I think one of the funniest things that happened and I, I so Matt Schneidman from the athletic, the Packers writer, he flew in, uh, for this, for this press conference and, I picked him up from the airport. We drove and on the way, he was like, just explaining to me how it was going to go like beat for beat. Cause he's covered Aaron Rodgers for a few years. And one of the, cause it, so he had Matt went in with a plan to ask about, you know, the whole thing about Rogers supposedly ghosting Brian Gutekunst, um, which is like a big topic that, you know, he, he at Rogers, like I went into the dark street, came out and couldn't, they weren't, weren't trying to get a hold of me. And, and he just knew that Rogers was going to have like a planned answer. He was going to, at first, maybe not want to answer it, and then he can't help himself. So he starts by not saying he, does, saying he doesn't want to talk about that, and then he starts saying all the stuff about FaceTime. He's like, you know, I have bad service at my house, and, uh, you know, I everybody knows you FaceTime me, and, and you can look at a call log and see the history, and there's no FaceTimes from them. So, um, it, and that, I think that's going to be the interesting thing. Like, Rodgers can't help but answer anything you ask him, and that might not be something the Jets are going to be happy about in some cases, and that's going to be where I'm interested to see how, how it goes. By the way, here's the, uh, if I can get this. Marissa, how do I get, oh, here we go. Here we go. There's the flex if you're, uh, if you're watching on YouTube. If, if you're not, it's the, the <laughs> screenshot of, uh, of Zach on NBC. You were on twice, right? They brought you back. Yeah, I guess they liked me for some reason. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> I always, I've always said I have a face for radio, so I don't know what they're doing. And you didn't wear a hat, though. I was a little disappointed in that. I know. I guess I, I feel like it's frowned upon to wear a hat when you're on like the news, but I've never been a broadcast guy, so I don't know. <laughs> all right. Um, so he said all the right things, but then there's actions. So that's been something, too. We, we wondered, like, is Aaron Rodgers going to skip voluntary workouts? When's he going to show up? All this stuff. And he was asked the question, and he said, does tomorrow, I think the line was, does tomorrow count? Um, and he's, he's there, right. He's there getting to know his teammates. And I think that, um, 
says a lot and will go a long way in him winning over this locker room. Yeah, I, I think the two biggest things that people wanted to know that one, he didn't answer as directly and the other he did. One was, is this a one and done? He kept starting his answers by, you know, when we talked to him, he was a little more, I don't want to talk about that in the press conference, but after he was like, he started saying, you know, so the question was posed, is the door open to coming back for more than a year? And he said, yeah, I think it is. And I don't view this as a one and done. I view this as a commitment. They gave up a lot for me. And then he kind of pulled back a little. But clearly, so his mind is whether he will do that or not, because he obviously changed his mind a lot. Um, that's to be seen. But um, and, and as for the other thing, him being at OTAs, I think that was a big question. You know, he's he's 39. He's Aaron Rodgers. Like, you would have understood almost if he didn't go to OTAs. But he he's there right now. He said he's not going to be at every single one because he has some obligations. But can be everyone he can be. My, I, I just he feel it feels like he really is all in, and whether that sticks or not, I don't know. But he's he said all the right things about Zach Wilson. He had a long answer about how he's going to take him under his wing. A quote that kind of went viral after I yeah. tweeted it because of yeah. the phrasing, because um, he he clearly uh, saw Zach's quote about making his life hell. So he said he's going to make my life hell in practice. I'm going to make his life heaven off the field. Which people took the way as you imagine they would. Um, it was a longer answer than that, but you can't tweet the whole answer because I'm off Twitter blue. So, um, uh, but yeah, so he said that. You know, he said stuff about you know trying to help these the receivers do the right things and not stepping on the coach's toes. But he and Nathaniel Hackett had also spoke for the first time, kind of made it clear that they're collaborating to build this offense. Like Rogers is essentially a coach for the Jets as yeah. well. Um, and I think you're okay with that because, you know, when someone's had as much success as he is, as smart as he is, I think it makes a lot of sense. He's a young team. Um, and so I, I think he has the, his the right mindset and, you know, whether he sticks to it and whether, you know, he gets along with all these guys and what happens in training camp and if they do workouts away from the team this offseason. And, you know, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how long this lasts, this honeymoon stage, but um, maybe until they lose their first game or something. But, um, yeah, I, I was – I think I was most encouraged by how all in it really seems he is. He's committed to winning the Super Bowl right now. He wants to do what Tom Brady did. He was very clear about that. He like cut off somebody who was asking a question about that um, to say yes, that's what he wants. Like he wants to win the Super Bowl right now. He's like, I'm not here for a stopgap year. I'm here to win right now. So he said all the things. You know, he's smart. He probably came in with a plan of what he wanted to talk about, and the fans ate all of it up. And it's hard to blame them. Like they they deserve to be excited about this. I've seen, yeah. People like making fun of Jets fans for being excited about Rodgers or um, he's always going to disappoint you. But like you guys aren't Jets fans. You don't know what these people have been through the last 12 years. They haven't had this kind of an excitement going into a year as long as I can remember. Um, and so it's it's cool. And it, everybody should enjoy it. It's good for, you know, one day we'll, we'll have to probably have to address some some controversial thing he says, but we don't have to do that right now. We can we can focus on the excitement of the Jets being relevant. Uh, he You mentioned he gives long answers, says what he's thinking, kind of all yeah. over the place. And he channeled a little bit of Zaba. I don't know who listens. I, I assume most of the <laughs> people that are watching this podcast or listening are probably fans of Ted Lasso, right? So here's the quote he gave uh, that I was like, oh, there's Zaba. There he is. He said, this is a team that has a legitimate opportunity to do something special this year. So let's manifest our words with the desire of our heart and potential that we <laughs> see in each other. I'm going to start doing this this week. I believe we've got something special here, and now we just all have to believe it. That's the first step in achieving our goals. You have to first deeply believe in what you're doing and believe in the possibility. Zava slash Aaron Rodgers. 
Anyway, <laughs> that one stuck with me. He's a Ted Lasso, uh, we should he's talk a Ted about Lasso fan, by the way. He's he's referenced it before in interviews. So how is he? Um, yeah, we so should I'll, talk I'll, about I'll the contract. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. We should talk about the contract uh, before we say goodbye. Um, it's been restructured yeah. once, right? But it's going to be restructured again, which is interesting. I guess they had to restructure it once in order to actually make the trade go through, as far as the salary yes. cap, right? And he's going to make yeah, like officially draft, like yeah. It's going to be like $1 million this year on the cap. But then his salary, if I read it correctly, and I know you texted earlier, it's like $107 million in 2024 currently. But that's yes. not how it – obviously, um, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine carrying a $100 million cap. But yeah, that's – so they they basically – so he has this like weird – it's kind of hard to explain in a short uh, spurt. Like, But he has this weird option on his contract that wants us exercised it is spread out over however many years or whatever. So um, from an ESPN article that it was reported, um, basically there's a $47 million option bonus plus the, yeah. So the Jets had to pay him basically 58 million once they got him, but it's spread out over those two years. And there's an additional bonus, the 47 million, which is how you add up to the 100, whatever. And so once they exercise that bonus, which they will, because you're not going to carry that like a 70 something million dollar cap or whatever. They'll be able to spread it out over like five years. So, it, it when you look at that, like right now, it looks scary. But when we get either, you know, I think he, Roger was saying he's in discussions to restructure his deal. Even now that he's with the Jets, and it's not going to look like it does right now. They'll have more flexibility. I think he's going to help them get more flexibility. I think is the goal. So there's nothing to worry about cap space wise. They're they're in good shape for next year. It's just this funny. Year, maybe it's year. just one of those amazing like what you can do in the yeah. NFL to to fiddle with the numbers and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, last thought I had is, man, that number eight's going to look weird on him. I know he wore it in college, but yeah. that's just going to look weird. Yeah, it is. But that was another thing he did to endear to everybody, saying he doesn't want to take Joe's number. So, And also calling the Jets like a, one of the like legacy franchises and stuff like that. Like He was, he was appealing to the audience for sure. Oh, yeah. He, he played it up for sure. Um, it's going to be a fun ride. Um I think that's it. We miss anything, Zach, Marissa, Marissa's with the overall the mood in the chat. Selected. Oh, the overall mood is like, eh. Okay. Okay. All right. Like you know, <laughs> trust me, it's it's been worse. Um, but <laughs> the Eagles just selected Nolan Smith, so. Um, oh, wow. of course. So they have every Georgia player. Yeah, he will be off the board for days. That's crazy! Wow, what a pick. Yeah. Yeah, thirty thirty. We've got one pick left. Man. And so they're they're going to get raves for picking the Ed Rudger there because whereas the Jets would have if they picked Nolan Smith there nobody would have batted an eye probably. Right, right. Right, it would have been like, "Oh, there you go. There's Joe Douglas." Yep. But yeah. They took a different one. Hey, you know what? They yeah, we'll they see. trust their rankings, their scouting and and we right. we will see, but it's certainly at this point uh they've uh they've raised the eyebrows of the fan base uh heading into day 2. So <laughs> the draft we're just one round down. We got plenty to go. Four picks, maybe more for the Jets. Feels like probably more um, before this thing's done. And we will continue to, to bring it. We're coming back next, tomorrow night, right? Is that what we talked about? We are. I'll be here. <laughs> All right. And we'll see what they do. We'll see how many picks they make on day two. And we'll have a full recap of the entire draft early next week. Um, thanks for staying up with us. Good numbers here uh, tuning in with us live. And if you catch us in the morning, Thank you for listening there as well. We appreciate it. This has been the Can't Wait Podcast.